Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Today is our special episode for the candidates for the Ward 6 Alderman position in Hernando. Today, we will have in order Ben Piper, Ryan Diffie, and Dale Bellflower, that order, of course, is determined by how they are interviewed, how they are able to come in and interview. So we do appreciate all three gentlemen coming in, and we will start with those uh, interviews in just a moment. But first, we need to mention our sponsors. Well, if you're interested in selling or buying a home in Ward 6, please reach out to our presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group has over 64 years of combined real estate experience. They are the number one team for over a decade in residential real estate in DeSoto County. With over 25,000 closings under their belt, they are ranked nationally as a top-performing real estate team. Recently ranked as a top team in Mississippi by America's Best Real Estate Professionals. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available to you when you need them. At this time, they are offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. Again, that is a free, no-obligation market analysis to learn more about your home, the value of it, when's the right time to list it, how you can improve your home, the aesthetics of it, those type things, a free, no-obligation market analysis. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them online at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. The candidates you're about to hear all sat down with us at the How to Barbecue Right Shop studios. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics right here under the water tower. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They have rubs, cutting boards, sauces, knives, thermometers, and some really cool high-end smokers. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Find them on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's H2Q Malcolm Shop. Or again, stop by just 500 yards past Connection Gymnastics right here in Hernando. As we mentioned, this is our special show for the candidates for Ward 6. Our first candidate, Ben Piper, came in to sit down with Matt on Monday to do the interview. We'll go to that interview now. Glad to be joined this morning by Ben Piper. Ben is a candidate for the alderman position of Ward 6. Morning, Ben. Hey, good morning, Matt. Thanks for coming in. Spring break, coming in, braving the weather uh, with me. I certainly appreciate it. You've heard the other uh, interviews. that We talked a little bit off air about that. Um, you've, you've heard them, so you kind of know what question's coming first. What brought you to Hernando? Thank you so much for having me in here. You know, long-time listener, first-time guest. So that's a, uh, it's a fun opportunity for sure. You know, family uh, really brought us to Hernando more than anything else. My wife is a native DeSoto Countyan. She lived in DeSoto County most of her life, and we met at the University of Mississippi. And when we finished school, we uh, had an opportunity to come back to the Mid-South, and we looked in DeSoto County for a place to live, and we were just so drawn to Hernando uh, for it being a small town, uh, had a really cool vibe about it that we really loved. It was a safe and stable community. 
and we wanted to raise a family here and we really saw it as a great opportunity for our family you know now my mother-in-law and and sister-in-law live here so we're just it's a family affair for us to be here in hernando do they live near you are they uh members of ward six they're not my, my mother-in-law lives on west commerce and my sister-in-law lives on pontotoc street so they're in different ward races and so we've we've uh really had a lot of good conversations about you know the direction of the city and uh, and talking about uh, you know, city politics and just things that go on. Um, and they've gotten so much more interested in it now that I'm, I'm running, you know, so it's a, it's very exciting for us. Oh, if they're not listening to the podcast, be sure and tell them to, to listen <laughs> to the podcast for sure. Most people move to get away from their in-laws. You, you've moved and, and they followed you, uh, you guys to Hernando. <laughs> That's right. And we, we, we love them for sure. And, you know, I have a, and I have a sister who lives in Germantown as well. So, uh, we, we just have so many, so many family members that are so close by and, uh, you know, anybody that has children, uh, can attest to having family nearby. It just it takes a village to raise uh, kids, and and it just it's such a more stable environment for them uh, when you have family close yeah. by. I will say this, Ben, you're one of the more younger candidates that are running, definitely for the different candidates we've interviewed. But I know you've had a a, a number of years of, of work experience. And what type of work experience have you had since you went to Ole Miss? As you mentioned, graduate from Ole Miss. What type of work experience have you had? So I spent the last ten years in the business world and worked with businesses in DeSoto across DeSoto County and the Memphis area. Some of our small businesses that just have, you know, five employees. Some of them have 25,000 employees like the auto zones of the world. Uh, so what I do is I go in and, and kind of consult with these businesses and, and we may look at requests for a proposal that can be, you know, multi-million dollar proposals. Um, and we have to negotiate the terms of all those deals. Um, and we're, we're ultimately trying to get their business more or anything else. But you have to look at both sides of the deal. Your customer has to win. You know, the company that I work for has to win. And so that's really the, the bulk of my work experience uh, that I've had while I've been in here in Hernando. Is it a type of a sales experience? Is that what it is? Sales? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. That's gotcha. right. So that is the that's the bulk of my my work experience. You know, my degree is in journalism and political science. Okay. Uh, so that's really you know looking at details, looking at documents, um, is, is really kind of where where all that experience comes from. What do you think, or how do you feel like your work experience and your career so far have uh will help you in your Alderman seat? Well, I think you have to run government like a business, right? I think in the in the private sector. We, we learn a lot of things that we can apply to the public sector. Okay, so what I mean by that is in the private sector, we, we try to measure everything. Metrics, analytics all come into play. And I think we can do that in the, in the government sector as well. You know, there's some departments that do that really well, and there's some where we, where we may need to enhance that a little bit. When, when you measure things, you really know what direction you're headed in, which, which way are you trending up, down, sideways, that sort of thing. So I think we can take, you know, a lot of things that we learn from, from the business world and apply it to the public sector. Most of the candidates that we've interviewed so far are running for their, their first opportunity. You actually ran a, a few years ago uh, and, and ran against Gary Gary Higdon in the ward. Uh, well, that would have been ward, ward three at the time. It was ward yeah, three at the sir. time. Yeah. So it's still ward three years, in, but you're actually, you, you didn't move. Your ward just moved underneath you. So what was, uh, what's it, what's been the difference so far running for the second time versus the first? Well, I tell you, it is something where I feel like I've been, you know, knocking on the same doors and, and yeah. meeting the same people in a lot of cases. And, uh, you know, just love, you know, kind of reconnecting with people for sure. And they, they remember uh, our campaign and, and how successful it was last time. And I think that name recognition is there more. And, and people certainly in this community, I think, know my name. And they understand why we're running. You know, we're running for the future of Hernando. Right. Uh, they understand that we have a family here, that we're incredibly uh, invested in this community. We have kids that go to Hernando schools, which I think is incredibly important for us to be homeowners here, have kids in the school district. We have a lot of skin in the game. 
So it's been a lot of fun. I mean, campaigns are fun to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that there are probably some candidates that, right. that, that don't enjoy them as much and it makes them nervous, but I really just enjoy, you know, getting out and meeting people and, uh, and understanding their concerns more so I can go to work for them. Like I mentioned, you've run for alderman before. Let's get down to it. What made you want to run for alderman to serve in, in local government? Well, the short answer is my kids. Uh, you know, the long answer is, you know, your kids, uh, you know, our grandkids, you know, all those kind of things that we're going to potentially have one day. We want to be able to have, you know, a vibrant community for the future. Um, we want to be able to have jobs for people to come back to Hernando and, and raise their families here as well. That's that's kind of what my vision is. We have to be able to foster a community uh, where you can live, work, and play in Hernando. Uh, all of those things. We have to have a vibrant business community. And that's really what I feel like I can do for this city is have a long-term plan. That's so important. Strategically grow. And that's what I want to do for, for our city. So kind of have a service of a heart, kind of have a service, you're a service-minded guy. And then when you have kids, you do, I mean, admittingly for myself, that's become more um, important here in the last couple of years. My daughter, you know, not being far from graduation, what, what does she have to come back to uh, when she graduates from whatever institution she goes to or whatever? Is, is DeSoto County, especially Hernando, an option for her as a, in a good quality uh, life for her? So that's something I, I'd certainly understand why that would be a driving and a motivating factor for sure. That's right. And, you know, I think when you go off to whatever school you want to go to, uh, I think you meet people from all across the state of Mississippi or anywhere else. And some people talk really fondly about their hometown. They just love it. They can't wait to get back, um, you know, whether their family lives there or not. That's where they that's where they want to go back to. And I think you meet people sometimes and they kind of talk down about where they're where they're from or they may uh not be able to go back to their hometown because there's no opportunity there. Um, so we certainly don't want to have that. I think we can work towards that. And it's a great city currently. Um, but I think what, we, what we've got to do is we have to bring some businesses to this community that can provide uh, decent paying jobs and great paying jobs as well so that people can, you know, potentially, you know, buy a home here, live here, play here, and uh, become Hernandoans for the rest of their life. Well, let's expand on that. Everybody has a platform. Most candidates have something, uh, four or five things that they really feel strongly about, called a platform uh, that they, they run on. What's the most important thing you want to see done? You may have multiple, but what, can you pinpoint one particular thing that you have uh, that you would really like to see done in your four-year term? Sure. I think we have to grow strategically in this city. Uh, I think that growth is obviously here, and we have to be able to, to look at the opportunities that are best for Hernando um, so that we're able to fund our pro- priorities first. So we look at infrastructure and public safety. And I think if you grow strategically, you look at that business sector and grow that sector, it's going to expand your tax base to be able to fund those priorities first. A lot of people run on uh, wants, people's wants and stuff. So you're saying focusing on our needs uh, at, the, at this particular time from a growth and strategic standpoint is, is most important. Yes, sir. And I think that you have to look at you have to look at growth in the business sector. Okay, rooftops don't balance your budget. That's that's a reality. The property taxes that you and I pay on our homes wouldn't pave the street in front of our house. I mean, that's a that's a basic tenet that people have to understand. So there has to be some amount of of commercial growth, business growth, and we have you know we have these areas that are already pretty much developed. They're just not filled with businesses. Uh, so we look at those areas where where we either have properties that are open for lease or for rent or whatever it may be, and put businesses in there. We go out and recruit those businesses and say, hey, Hernando is a place where you can start a business. Uh, you can move your business here from somewhere else, and then you're going to have people who are equipped to fill those jobs and, and, and make things happen, make, make your business successful. 
Growth is here and will continue to happen. Knowing that, you mentioned, you may have touched on a little bit now uh, already. What is one thing about Hernando that you would not want to change? Yeah, this is one of those questions that I kind of bounced around for a little bit. But there's always there's always change, right, in, in working to keep things the same. I don't know if that makes total sense, but you have to work diligently and intentionally to keep something the same. And if you want a safe and vibrant community, you're going to have to make some kind of uh, changes to your public safety. One thing that I know is that within our police department, we've gone from 37 police officers to 38 in the last 14 years. Now, we have some that are paid for by DUI grants and those kind of things. Those people can't be pulled over to to run patrol or anything like that. I think that's one area where we really need to focus uh, is, is look at public safety and try to make the necessary changes and investments to keep our town a safe community. Well, Ben, as we start to wrap up, if you and I were crossing paths for just a couple of moments and you had an opportunity to uh, tell tell me about you and your candidacy, what would that sound like? Hey, my name is Ben Piper. I'm running for Ward 6 Alderman. My wife and I and our three kids have lived in Forest Meadows for the last 10 years. We have kids in Hernando schools, and I think it's really important for us to elect people who have kids in the school district here. I think as your town grows, uh, you can either enhance or kind of potentially be a detriment to your school district if your town grows too quickly. So we have to work in tandem with our school district. Uh, My experience is that I worked with Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman as his county campaign chairperson in 2019. I spent two years as the treasurer for the DeSoto County Republican Party, and I had two years of service as the president of our homeowners association. And I did all those things. I volunteered all those hours. One, because I really care about this community. I wanted to understand its concerns, but I also wanted to make relationships and contacts within every level of government possible so that when I go to work for you on day one, as your alderman, I can get things done for you. I can bring resources here to Hernando if we need them, and I can leverage those relationships so that we can move forward and uh, set up a vibrant Hernando for the future. We certainly appreciate you coming in, sitting down with the UTW podcast, letting people know who you are, letting letting people know your vision. Do you have a Facebook page or a website? Yeah, absolutely. You can find us on Facebook. You just search for Ben Piper for Hernando Alderman, or you can go to www.piperforhernando.com and check out our website. We'd love to uh, love to have your support. Well, Ben, I appreciate you coming in. Thanks so much for having us. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate it. We want to thank again Ben Piper for coming in, sitting down with Matt on Monday morning to talk about his candidacy for the Ward 6 Alderman position. And like we do say to all the candidates, we do appreciate uh, him giving his time to actually put his name out there, to having the guts to put it out there. So, again, thank you, Ben Piper. You know, Derek, I joke every week, when these guys are done campaigning for Alderman, campaigning for mayor, they may be looking for a vacation. And if you're looking to make memories of your own, please reach out to Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, or that tropical getaway, Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or learn more about them on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on both Facebook and Instagram. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, a former alderman himself, and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer 
at 662-429-5213. Again, 662-429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Are you looking for someone to take care of your lawn this spring and summer? Now's the perfect time to call Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. As I continue to say, whether it's winter cleanup, leaf removal, tree trimming, Richard and his team can help you with anything outdoors that you might need for your property. Give him a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find him on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. The second of the three candidates to interview this week was Ryan Diffie. Ryan Diffie came in on Tuesday morning, sat down with Matt, and had a great interview. And we will go to his interview now. Glad to be joined this morning by Ryan Diffie. Ryan is a candidate for the Ward 6 Alderman seat for the city of Fernando. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you having us on. Absolutely. Great opportunity to sit down with you. We certainly appreciate you uh, coming to visit with us for a few minutes. Ryan, everybody gets the same question, the first question to start. Pretty simple. What brought you to Hernando, Mississippi? Well, it's pretty much like everybody else. It's small town, the small town charm. Born and raised in South Haven. Quite honestly, South Haven grew and it grew fast. I liked it when it was small. And so Hernando was still small, and I moved down here in 2006. Moved down here in 2006. Uh, you and I know each other a little bit off air from a working relationship and stuff. Uh, moved here with your wife, Stephanie. Yes, sir. Right, Stephanie. And so, uh, but born and raised in DeSoto County, uh, I would assume a lot of people may have this, a similar story. South Haven lived there, born there, and man, it just grew so fast that Hernando just brought a little bit more of the small town charm to it. Yeah, I always say my second home was Oxford, Oxford, Mississippi. My grandmother, my mom's from Oxford, my grandmother's from Oxford. So summer times I would go down there and spend the summers during school, you know, when summer break came. Back then, Oxford was very small. I had the old Miss, but the campus. But it was a very small community and town. And that's what Hernando is a lot like that and still is. Right. That's definitely what Hernando strives to portray, strives to, you know, control the, the size. I mean, we are going to be a 21,000 resident uh, town with the new census numbers and everything. So you lived in South Haven, went to Oxford a ton with your grandparents. Uh, so you saw both South Haven and Oxford kind of boom, you know, when you were like, when you were younger. Yes, yes. Uh, Oxford here in the last – 10 years, 15 years, yeah. just go boom. Tell us a little bit about your work experience, your career uh, for the last, uh, again, sad to say, like I joke with Leslie Beerman, 20, 20 to 25 years in career now. Tell us a bit of uh, what your work experience is. My work background has in been, always been in the automotive industry, the, the collision industry, body shop, paint. Got into it when I was very young. I say very young, 17, 18. Started all actually delivering paint to body shops for a, for a vendor back in the early 90s and then about 94 1995 I went to work for Chuck Hutton where I became a painter there went to work for another body shop so my background's painting as a technician and then I was offered a position uh, by PPG to uh, be a sales rep an outside sales rep for them and I did that for about about 10 years and then worked for a little jobber store here in Memphis that job got cut short uh, management change and I got cut Came home, had to tell Stephanie that I lost my job through a lot of prayer and the Lord leading us. We prayed about it, and we opened up Benchmark Auto Body here in Hernando. And Benchmark Auto Body is located at 280 East South Street, uh, right down the street from the lumber yard. So business owner here in town, have been a business owner now for how long? 
Uh, six years. For your work experience, how do you think that translates over to the alderman position? Well, being a small business owner, I've gone through, or Stephanie and I, I can't just say I, um, Stephanie and myself have gone through the red tape, all the loops, you know, the jumping through the hoops and everything else for opening up a small business here in Hernando. And, and it's not easy. So been in business now for six years and you feel like experience as a business owner here in Hernando uh, translates to the board of alderman position because from what I can tell in your, in your answer there, it wasn't necessarily an easy process getting things open and that's something that's important no, to you. It is. It is very important because there's a lot of small business or people that want to be small business owners. You know, I hear it all the time around the town. Uh, you know, we want to open up a small business. We thought about opening up a small business and how difficult it can be. And I know I've heard on the, the podcast and the, you know, here in the past few weeks, it needs to be streamlined. It, it just seems like there should be a process in place and let's just stick to that process, whatever it is. Uh, it seems like it kind of changes, blows in the wind from business to business and it just seems like it should just be as easy as one two three your chase of the american dream has been important to you and you would like other people hernando residents or people wanting to move to hernando to have that same ability have that same opportunity however you feel like it should be an easier process well yes um small businesses they are the backbone bone of america you know and i mean that's what america is built on is, is a small business and and hernando has quite a few of them and, and there's like i said there's growing and there's people out there that want to start their own small business but it's just so hard to do some of them don't know exactly what to do uh, they've been told certain things and then they get through the process of what they were told to do and then it changes we shouldn't be changing things halfway through someone open up a small business they should know from the very start you know when they start talking about opening a small business they should know from a to z what it's going to take from the city what made you want to or why are you running for alderman in ward six well, I want to serve the community well. You know, it's not about me. I don't like the word I. You have to say I, but I don't like I. Like at the body shop, at our shop, we're a team. I mean, it's not being me by myself. You know, it, it has to be we. The only thing I can do is represent the citizens of Ward 6 or the citizens of the city of Fernando. I'm just a voice. You know, it's not what I want. I mean, yeah, I have ideas, but... You know, you just can't build a city on one person. It needs to be the voices of the whole city taken in consideration. Speaking of your ideas, speaking of like I, we say on all the different interviews, everyone has a platform, something that they stand on as far as running and everything. So tell me a little bit about your platform when it comes to running for the Ward 6 Alderman. What are uh, four or five bullet points of things that you want to see or, or care about here in the city of Fernando? Uh, I guess, you know, there's a lot of number ones on there, um, but if you had to put a number one, it'd be public safety, you know, your police, your fire. Um, Hernando is growing. The the number of residents is growing. So do we have enough police officers? Do we have enough firemen to take care of the jobs that are hired? Do we have enough police cars, fire trucks, ambulances? Because our ambulances, from what I understand, they don't all, they come out of the city, but they also cover a big part of the county. So if you've got an ambulance in the county, you only left one for the city. So it's budgeting and not waiting to the last minute to budget correctly. It's budgeting prior to that. Let's go ahead and put some money up in reserves or an emergency fund. You know, I've, um, I've led a couple of the coordinator for Dave Ramsey classes in the past. 
Uh, Stephanie and I live by the Dave Ramsey principles. You know, don't borrow, don't live on credit. Plan ahead and have a savings and emergency fund there. You know, it, it can be done. Uh, it's just how do you do it? So fiscal responsibility to the for the city uh, probably would be your number one, you know, kind of start there. If you've gone through the Dave Ramsey classes, gone through that type of mentality, gone through those things, and it's, it's a spiritual-based teaching and learning for sure, but that's probably going to be your most important thing is fiscal responsibility for the city. Yes, and then, you know, you, and then of course, pro-small businesses, trying to help them start. I mean, I would love to be able to start a small business consulting firm to help people just to give my time, to donate my time to help people because I'm just passionate about that. The Dave Ramsey stuff has been a big part of my life ever since I was in college and, and so forth. Probably should be more of a more uh, now, but uh, definitely familiar with it and, and everything. But, yeah, just service and small-town uh Small business-minded people uh, trying to strive for that for that American dream is something that's important to you for sure. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, look, everyone loves the small-town charmer, Fernando. He was the very first thing you mentioned that brought you to Hernando that was interesting to you. But growth, like you said, is here and will continue to happen. So knowing that, what is one particular thing about Hernando that you would not like to see change? Getting out and, and meeting people and door-knocking. Hernando is a great – Christian-based community. A lot of Christians, you know, churchgoers, I don't want to see that changed. I want to see that grow. Um, I want to see more people in churches. I know that's not a political, good political statement, but that's, you know, I mean, I've met so many people, so many that we've had several have emailed us and say, hey, you know, we're praying for you. One of my door knocks that I came across, the lady and I, just, I gave her one of my push cards and it actually turned into, hey, where do you go to church conversation? And I invited her to come and join our church if she wanted to one Sunday. Met some people that have had some illnesses, been able to talk to them, listen to them. I think we kind of look over all that in the community. And that's what community is, is for us to be together uh, and to grow together like that. But keeping the small town sense of community is, is important to you. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, the Lord has blessed us here in Hernando. I mean, I feel like, especially my family, I mean— it is close-knit. We are watched over. We do have a great police department, fire department. You know, the safety here is very good. You know, is it perfect? No, it's not a perfect world. But, you know, I mean, I feel like he has his hand on us. And, you know, I think if we actually and honestly look towards him, that we'll, we'll strive to move forward a lot better. Well, look, as we start to kind of wrap up again, we talk for anywhere from 12 to 15 minutes, visit a little bit. You mentioned push cards a second ago. Like you said, you've been out knocking on doors. You mentioned push cards. Uh, you know, push cards, for everybody who doesn't know, push card is something you may hand somebody uh, to take with them that kind of tells them who you are and stuff like that. So let's let's look at that. If you were handing me a push card and you and I met at the farmer's market or you and I met as you were walking around your neighborhood, walking around your ward, and you had a couple of minutes with me to tell you who you are, who is Ryan Diffie and his candidate for Alderman of Ward 6. What would that sound like? Hey, Matt, I'm Ryan Diffie. I'm running for Alderman of Ward 6. I've lived in Hernando since 2006. My wife and I own a small business here in Hernando, Benchmark Auto Body. We serve customers every day. Uh, you know, I just want to serve the community and serve the city and uh, also serve, you know, the citizens of Ward 6 and serve them well. Also, um, I would let you know that we are a fully self-funded uh, campaign. We're not, we, we haven't taken any donations, which keeps us from having to owe any favors to anybody or feel like we owe anybody any favors. 
So I feel like that's important, you know, just not accepting any donations, you know, except for Facebook shares, stuff like that. But monetary donations, we've, we've have all that covered. So I'd also, you know, let you know that. Well, Ryan, we appreciate you coming in, spending a few times with us here on the UTW podcast, an opportunity to uh, get your message out, an opportunity to, you know, whether it be for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, to introduce yourself to others uh, in Ward 6. If you are a resident of Ward 6, this is the show you want to listen to for sure. So definitely important. Hey, Ryan, Facebook page, uh, website, anything like that for people to go and learn more about you? Website is servinghernando.com. The, uh, and our email is servinghernando at gmail.com. And then you can also find us on Facebook, Serving Hernando. So visit him on Facebook or, or certainly visit the website. Learn more about Ryan's campaign in the coming weeks. Ryan, we appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Again, we want to thank Ryan Diffie for coming in and sitting down with Matt and giving him his time. And also, again, for his service, for wanting to run for this position, and to thank him for you know, putting himself out there like all the other candidates. Speaking of service, DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, and Invisalign. DFDC use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. It is the dentist of the UTW podcast, and it should also be your dentist. Visit their office today to see the difference. Their number, 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. If you're looking for help keeping your lawn green this season, please reach out to Green King Spray Services. Since 2001, Green King has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo. Continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can call them at 662-892-8419, that's 662-892-8419, or visit their website, greenkingspray.com, that's greenkingspray.com. If you want it green, call the king. North Point is over the moon excited to announce that they have added an evening open house for the month of March. This Monday, March 22nd, they will have an evening open house at 6 p.m. Swing by after work and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. NCS is conveniently located in DeSoto County near the intersection of Goodman and Getwell Roads. For nearly 50 years, the school has been delivering a high-quality and affordable private education that is distinctively and unapologetically Christian. School representatives will be on hand to answer your questions about North Point's distinctive approach to school health and safety, as well as their unmatched academic, athletic, and arts offerings. Reserve your spot today by contacting the Director of Admissions, Mrs. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5300. 
662-349-5127. Again, Ms. Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Our last candidate for the Ward 6 interviews was Mr. Dale Bellflower. Mr. Dale sat down on a beautiful Tuesday morning with Derek, and we will go to his interview now. This morning, the UTW Podcast would like to welcome Dale Bellflower, candidate for Alderman Ward 6 to the show. Welcome, Mr. Bellflower. Welcome. This will be the third of our interviews for the Ward 6 candidacy. And so as we start with a lot of our candidates, the first question we have is what brought you to Hernando? What brought me to Hernando was that we first lived in Horn Lake. My wife and I decided that we needed to move because the family was getting a little, growing a little larger. So we started looking down here in Hernando and other parts of DeSoto County. And we have friends down here, but what attracted us to this area the most was the small town feel of this community, the safety of this community. We could actually leave your doors unlocked back then, and that really impressed us, and that's why we moved down here. Yeah, it's just a great community. I know, you know, of course, what, what year did you move here? In the year 2001, November of 2001. So it I've been was here. the rainiest day of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so almost 20 years. It'll be 20 years this year. Well, good. Uh, and so you've been in Hernando right at 20 years. So kind of tell us, you know, what you did, your work experience, and kind of, uh, you know, uh, what you've done throughout your life to, to bring you to this point. Well, I served in the United States Army, United States Army Reserves for 34 years. I retired from the U.S. Army Reserves, both as a reservist and also a reserve military technician. I was on active duty for a little over five years with, with assignments in Italy and Germany initially, and then the last active duty assignment was as a reservist when I was deployed to Iraq. Thank you for your service, all that you've done for the country and, and for uh, serving your time. So, uh, so you did that, and then um, so you did that for 35 years. Uh, any other work experience uh, outside of that? Initially, uh, retail, you know, as you first got out of college, you tried everything. Actually, when I first got out of college, I worked in North Carolina for their Department of Agricultural in Harnett County. And I actually had a chance to use all that geometry they taught us in college <laughs> because I measured off tobacco fields, literally measured them off with a chain and a partner. We had to measure off the allotments. And that formed geometric figures, and we had to use that math. You do use that stuff in the right field. Uh, so uh, all of you high school freshmen and sophomores uh, out there and anybody taking geometry in college, you may actually have to use it outside of being an engineer uh, or, or an architect. You may have to use that. So uh, great. That's, uh, I hope my, my daughter's listening because that will be uh, something she needs to hear. All right. So you've done that, uh, had you know, the retail experience. You've worked out in tobacco fields, uh, measured them out. Uh, of course, d- uh, did your time in the reserves. So from your work experience, what do you bring, uh, or what do you think that you bring to the alderman position that you're running for this time? Well, what I bring to this position is that leadership experience in the Army Reserve, both active and both as a reservist, because I did retire as a lieutenant colonel. My greatest experience in the reserves was serving as a battalion commander. That was the greatest experience. Other than being deployed to Iraq, with the 90th Sustainment Brigade out of Little Rock. What I bring to this is the leadership skills that we need in this community. The teamwork 
and team building skills that we need. Those skills. Now, primarily what I dealt with in the reserves was policy and procedure because that was basically my branch administration, not only in HR, but in medical services administration. So that's what I bring to the table, that wealth of experience. So yeah, the experience on leadership, experience in, in bringing people together, working together, uh, trying to get through a project or get through a, a time in service. Um, a couple of the things that, you know, I guess uh, several of the candidates have mentioned, and, and we know that it's important to Hernando, because of our limited budget, uh, how, you know, talk to us about, you know, how important you think the finances are for the city and kind of what your past experience brings, you know, in helping you look at the finances. You need to know what the balance sheet is. And apparently we have not known what that balance sheet is for the last few months here, based on what I've been hearing in the current meetings with the aldermen. So we need to know where our balance sheet is. Now, serving in the Army Reserves, I did have to deal with budgets. Not to a great degree, but to a minor degree, I did have to deal with budgets. So you have experience in the budget. You have experience in bringing people together and leading meetings, uh, uh, leading different individuals. So knowing your background, knowing what you've done now, why did you decide to run for Alderman? And, and what has that experience been like? I love to serve. I've served all my life. I love to serve this community. That's what I'm all about is serving the constituents, or as I, if I win this race, as I will call them in Ward 6, serving my neighbors, because they are my neighbors. My f- whole life has been about service. My wife's whole life, Bobby Lynn, has been about service. My son, Will, is a licensed EMT. His life has been about service. So that's what I'm about is serving, mm-hmm. not receiving praise. That's not what servant leadership is about. Servant leadership is about serving, and that's what I'm about. You know, obviously you're passionate about running for this position and, and you know, trying to do what you think is best for the community and being the servant leader. That kind of puts us to your platform. Uh, everybody has a platform for running, uh, and, you know, and we're going to let you have, uh, at the end of, the, of your time, we're going to let you give kind of a two- or three-minute elevator speech that will allow you to kind of really lay out what you want to see. But uh, out of all the things that you have, of all of the, uh, the topics or the, I guess, issues that you would like to see passed uh, if, if you're elected during, let's say, your first four years, what is the one thing, the most important thing, if you only could have one to pass or to be implemented for Hernando, what would that one thing be? Well, in talking to my neighbors in Ward 6, there's a lot of issues out there. But I do have a passion for that animal shelter. That animal shelter needs to be started. We have the funds available. We have the land available. We need to look at starting that, laying the foundation, other than just doing dirt, dirt work, as I've been told has been done. We need to consider building that in a modular format if that's engineerly sound to do. So if we need to add on to it as the community grows, we could add on to it modularly. Now that's just one of the many issues, but that's an issue that has become passionate to me since I've been down there to that animal shelter and actually seen what it's like and 
all the number of volunteers that have given their time to that animal shelter. I just want to give a big shout out, shout out to them. They are servant leaders. They are the example of leadership that we need. And that's, that's what is so great about this community. Absolutely. I have had so much fun walking, knocking on doors, talking to neighbors. I've done that. I've started my fourth rotation in that ward. And that ward is extremely, extremely large. There are places in Nesbitt that I never knew existed. There are places along Pleasant Hill beyond Getwell that I never knew existed. I thought they were strictly South Haven. But there's a little street out there called AJ that belongs to this ward. Now, the, the, the sad thing in a way is our ward really gets mixed up when we get to the golf course because depending on what road, your ward may be on the right side or it may be on the left side and then a different ward. So those wards got a little mixed up with, with what happened in December with the redistribution of our wards. Yeah, I think, you know, they tried to uh, try the best. Um, you know, there was, I think, six or seven options. They tried the best to try to keep it where neighborhoods would be separate. Uh, I think that the two affected that, are, you know, I'm in Ward 3, so I think that you're actually talking about bumping up against Ward yes. 3 uh, with Ward 6. Uh, and then another place, Ward 3, also bumps up against, uh, against Ward 4 right around the Terra Drive, DeSoto Drive area. So there's, there's some neighborhoods that maybe they missed it by a street or two just because of population, trying to keep it even. Uh, so I, that does make it difficult. And as you said, you do, uh, you and Ward 1 uh, have the largest land masses. Uh, so it is a very large uh, geographical ward having to go around. Uh, and so I know it makes it up. Uh, I know there's, of course, there's three candidates running. And I know it makes it hard on all of y'all trying to travel around and trying to hit every door, especially when there may be a random road here or a random road there trying to get trying to get through it. Um, but we uh, do appreciate, again, and, and we'll say this at the end, uh, you know, everybody who's running, we do appreciate you putting yourself out there dedicating your time uh, again you said that you're service oriented and dedicating your service to you know whether you're elected or not you're still getting out there meeting people and you know you'll know them you know as as an alderman or you'll know them you know from you know if you lose you'll know them as an individual that maybe you make friendships from this so again thank you for doing that now of course we talked about the one thing that you won't do want to see which you said the animal shelter which i think you're now the fifth candidate that's brought that up and uh, we've also covered it on our show how important that is for the city to do it so we, we do thank you uh for your uh comments on that uh but everybody loves the hernando small town charm and so we've kind of taken that off the board as saying that's the one thing that you would not change about hernando so if we take that off the board uh but knowing that growth is here knowing that we're going to continue to grow you know, we've gone from 3,000, probably you we're probably closer to around 10,000 when you moved here, maybe eight to 10,000 now. We've doubled in size and at least doubled in size in 20 years. Knowing that, what is one thing about Hernando that you don't want to change? Well, there's actually more than one thing. Okay. Okay. Our churches. I would not change our churches. I can almost assure you that based on the example of Parkway Baptist Church, that we all have loving churches, loving members, because those members make up our community, and our community is a loving community. They have proven that time after time after time. 
So I would not change that. And our town square. Don't touch the town square, period. Leave that charm the way it is. We can grow and outside the city limits, outside the corporate limits, but don't touch that inner part of the heart of Hernando. That courthouse, that clock tower, don't touch it. And it's special. A lot of you know there there are several small towns in, in Mississippi that have that, but in Desoto County, it's it's unique, uh, and kind of around this area, it's unique to have that you know uh, dedicated town square, uh, four sides. So we are lucky to live here, to uh, to have the county seat here, to be able to have the courthouse. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the count the uh, the town square is something that we we definitely sh- uh, should not change. So we kind of heard we've heard something that you you definitely want to see. We've heard things you don't want to change. We've heard about your wonderful experience. Lastly, we want to you know kind of give you that that two to three minute elevator speech. Kind of let the voters know what your platform is, uh, and then why that you're the better candidate, and why you should be the next alderman of Ward Six. Well, the reason why I should be the next alderman for Ward 6 is simply because I have the time, being retired, to do this job the way it needs to be done. That's the only promise I have made to every door and every person I've knocked on, that I will be back in one form or another knocking on doors, using emails, using all forms of communication that exist out there to communicate to my neighbors if I'm elected, to make them aware of all the major issues that will affect this community. I'm not going to bore them with the mundane stuff that I know the board deals with from time to time. But that's important to me, to be transparent, to continue to know my neighbors and get to know them even better. I tell you, yesterday was was a sweet time because I knocked on this door of of this young lady and she had her, must have been 18 months old. Before I left there, she was calling me by name. And that is so sweet to do that. You know, just, and that brings up another thing that, that giving this elevator speech, of course, it's the, uh, the animal shelter. I want to see that built. I want us to hold developers accountable and control our growth in this city. I want us to improve our infrastructure which is the bedrock of any growth. It's got to be the bedrock. I want to ensure people that I am self-funded. We have funded this campaign ourselves, So we have no obligations to anyone out there. Even if I wasn't self-funded, I still would not behave that way. That's not my nature. That's not who I am. Balanced growth, infrastructure, I fully support small business. We need to look into, I I have promised small business that I'm going to go back to them and find out what we need to do to make the process easier to attract business, 
to attract that small business, that mom and pop business, which is so important to this community, which is so important. Now, on parks and recreation, that's another important area to me. Even though my son is now 29 years old, I still know what it's like to raise young children. You need activities for them. You need a good park system for older, adult, older adults to enjoy, to walk through, to just have a place to relax. Another thing that has been addressed in walking through this neighborhood, and I heard this, yes, I've heard this from young adults and teenagers, and I want to give a shout out to that young man that I spoke to in Notting Hill. I hear you. We do need a place other than the Walmart parking lot for our teenagers to have a place to go, have things to do. Maybe, as one suggested to me yesterday, a smaller theater, not a large Malco, but maybe a smaller theater where they can hang out. I had one young man yesterday tell me that he was raised and born here in this community and that when he was a teenager, he had no place to go when he wanted to take a young lady on a date. That's sad. Now I think we do have a couple of places you could take a young lady on a date in Hernando. But, and that young man also shared with me that it's not the number of years you live or have lived in Hernando. Mm -hmm. It's what you can bring to the table. And he said, we may want to listen to some of these people who have not been here all their lives. And... That was refreshing to hear, really was, because I know there are some people out there that will say, oh, you only lived here 20 years. You're still not qualified. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> no, I think, you know, of course, with Hernando going from 3,000, you know, in 1990 to 20,000, I guess it probably will, will be when the census comes this year. You know, that's that's not all uh, organic growth. Those are a yeah. lot of outsiders moving in. And, again, that's why when we, the first question we ask, of course, is what brought you to Hernando you know, we never asked the, the number of years or, you know, or that, that sort of thing. Because I think, I mean, you're right. I mean, we do need fresh ideas. And I think any city uh, and any city leadership would understand that uh, and also would uh, appreciate people. But at the same time, doesn't, you know, I, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I mean, you can live here the 50 years and be the best candidate, or you can live here five years and be the best candidate. I think it more has more to do with your ideas or what you're trying to bring and how well you can get people to work together. Well, Mr. Belfire, we really want to say thank you for coming on our show. Yep. One more thing. One more thing. Okay. I need to shout out to Campbell University, which we talked about before this all started. That's where I graduated from, in a small town called Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. That's where I learned that I was taught those geometry and algebra skills to measure those tobacco fields. But I love this community. I always have. The recreational opportunities that we've got here are fantastic. We need to possibly, you know, whenever you take a new job, you need to go in there and evaluate for at least 90 to 60 days. 
if there are leadership skills that need to be built in that department, then we need to build them. If there are customer service skills that we need to build in other departments within the city, we need to build them, especially within, you know, the most you hear about the water bills. And we may need a little customer service training there. Just, just my opinion. That you know, everybody wants to come in, wants to be able to kind of implement, see what how things are going, implement maybe some changes uh, if they see it necessary. So I'm sure you know if you're able to get in there and able to do that, then that would be. You know, I would agree with you that everybody needs 60 90 days to kind of acclimate themselves, and then be able to see what changes need to be made, uh, and then go from there. But you know, back to the Campbell, the Campbell Camels. So those of y'all uh, who have ever watched uh, NCAA bracket um, or NCAA tournament, which is starting, I guess Thursday. Um, that, you know, the Campbell didn't make it this year, but that's a, a team I always, every time they come up there, it's good to see the Camels uh, in the tournament uh, because of just a, what a great mascot they have. Uh, but also good to know that it's Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Probably won't forget that for a while. And uh, we just thank you for, you know, for your time, you know, that you grew up there uh, and being able to uh, share small-time experiences both there and now in Hernando. So, again, Mr. Belfire, we do thank you for coming on. Uh, we do thank you for running. Uh, and we wish you luck in your bid to become the alderman for Ward 6. I want to say thank you to Mr. Dale for coming in and visiting with us for a, a bit of time on the UTW podcast. Let's go back. Thank you, Mr. Ben Piper, for your time, Ryan Diffie for your time, and Mr. Dale Bellflower. The UTW podcast, which is all three of you gentlemen luck for the April 6th elections. And again, Derek, something that we talked about off air, all three candidates definitely showed passion for what they're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they came in and – Again, obviously, they, they will love what they want to do for the city. Came through in each and every interview. Absolutely. Well, good luck to those gentlemen as they continue to campaign for the April 6th election. Don't forget, get out and vote. Whatever ward you're in, get out and vote on April 6th. Look, if you like what you hear on our special episodes and our Tuesday and Friday normal shows, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast. That's Facebook, UTW Podcast, Instagram, UTW Podcast, and on Twitter, UTW Pod. That's UTW Pod on Twitter. Please continue to share our episodes, share our show, Facebook, Instagram, send it to friends and family. Help us continue to grow and be a part of the Hernando community right here under the water tower. I do need to say this. If you are part of the Alderman at Large race, the Alderman at Large campaign going on right now, uh, we need to hear from you. We need to get that situated and lined up under the water tower info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Let us know a time that we can interview uh, early next week so we can have our Wednesday special show for next week. Again, that'll be the Alderman at Large. Questions will be a little bit different because you're already sitting Alderman, so you're not necessarily running. So reach out to us under the water tower info at gmail.com. Again, Derek and I will be off for our typical Friday show. Going to enjoy a little spring break, hopefully good weather, and we will be back next week with our usual Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday shows. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. This is where we dropped